0: I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful this morning to be able to share the celebration that we've just seen as a church together. The celebration of saying, like, I'm following Christ. I want to take that next step of obedience. And that's what it's all about. We, we sometimes make this thing called church and Christianity so hard. And it's not. It's It's like, God, I'm following you. I believe your son died for me. As this last song that they just sang... Like we all need forgiveness, amen? How many times do we need forgiveness? Seventy times seven, times seven, and so on. Every day we need forgiveness. I was actually asking forgiveness of a brother just this morning. And it's it's a part of this Christian walk. It's what we do. So we started a brand new series last week called Divine Direction. I'll be honest, we started this series, Divine Direction, because I am like on my knees saying, God, we need you in this church. I need you in this leadership. Those that are closest to me will tell you that is the most imperfect man I've ever met. Amen? I'm going to give Paulson a chance to say amen. He is the most imperfect man I ever met. But he loves God. He loves Jesus. I'm like, God, we need your direction. I need your direction, right? I need your Holy Spirit to guide this church in the way that you want to guide us. Divine direction, trust the process, is today's message. Trust the process. Let me read. It's a recap of last week. Psalm 100. You can turn in your Bibles. So whether it's your real Bible or your digital Bible. But I will read Psalm 100 for us. as a recap for last week. Shout for the Lord. Shout for the joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and courts of praise. That's the secret to living this life. Just just live with thankfulness. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Last week, we talked about, like, no matter what you feel, no matter what's going on in your heart, no matter what your emotions are saying, like, He is faithful. God is faithful. He is our rock eternal. But He wants it to be a personal relationship with Jesus. And we have a Father God. And if you grew up like me, like, I had a very rough household, tough family, you know, growing up, like, I had to learn what it mean to have a Father God. I knew he had a God. I knew, but back then, I kind of thought he was a gotcha God, like he was waiting for me to mess up. Um, I also grew up in the Catholic religion, and that kind of goes hand in hand, where you're waiting, you're waiting to get in trouble. But I slowly, the more I learned about who Jesus was, I learned that he just wants a relationship with me. I have a Father God. So this week is about trusting the process. And let me just get to the punchline. It's his process. It's all his process. We had a vision meeting Tuesday night, and if you were if you weren't there, let me just jump to to I think a, a light bulb moment. A lot of a lot of our church is praying for a pastored shepherd to come to this island and shepherd the pe- the people who love him through a process. And I do have some shepherding in me, but more than anything, my giftings are. And it might not surprise some of you guys now is prophet apostle or apostle evangelist. There's nothing that excites me more than to go share the love of Christ in our community. There's nothing that excites me more than to launch something brand new where God can go in and be a part. Um, And I'll just share with you guys, like answer to prayer for me, personal answer to prayer in the middle of a crazy, stormy, tough, emotional week. I've been invited to be a part of the chaplaincy at the Coast Guard just this last week call came out of the blue be the only one in Alaska and he says we need you we need you to come be a part I also got a call last week about being a part of taking um, assistance out to our remote villages just this week and I'm like God the two things that I've been praying for since I got here answer to prayer so join me in praying for wisdom in that trust the process and as equals, as exciting of a week it was, I will tell you, it was just as tough. Isn't that how it normally comes? Usually when you see God moving and you see Him at work, there's also like the fiery dart, the arrows are coming at you, like in every direction. As soon as you say, God, you have my intention, I mend this. Like, man, get ready to have your shield. It's like it's our job to protect and love and steward. So today we're going to be in Acts 20, 22 through 28. Trusting his process means faithfully following Jesus, no matter what. Committed to sharing the good news and living out God's grace. So let me read Acts 20, 22 through 28. And now compelled by the Spirit, this is, this is Paul. I am going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Only my aim, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. He's warning the disciples and the people of Ephesus, like, you won't see me again. He spent, he just spent two years in Ephesus. People were coming after him in Ephesus. He wasn't able to really preach. He was able to uh, perform miracles there. But after two years, he decided, I'm going to Jerusalem. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you while the whole will of God Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. So let's start with this first one. The first line says, and now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Compelled by the Spirit, there's this Hebrew word, it's deo honuma, and compelled, this word deo means I'm, I'm wrapped, I'm held, I'm constrained. Like he's, Paul's trying to describe this moment. Have you ever had one of those moments where something or you felt like something was actually telling you, you have to do this. Like you have to take this step. And it just keeps getting louder and louder. And it's like, you have to do this. I shared with you guys the story of the, of the young lady Myra and I were moving homes in Willis, Texas, and I, I was going for that last load in the garage, right, that load that nobody wants to get, those old boxes with like greasy, greasy rags in it, just the, the, the stuff that you're like, we could just leave that at the other house. And on the way there, I see a woman kind of walking on the road rather fast, and she's hobbling, and everything in me, I'm telling you like 100%, I couldn't ignore everything in me said so you have to pull over. And you have, to, you have to check on this woman. So I did. I pulled over. I mean, I, I mean, it was one of those things you couldn't ignore. And I pull over. And I roll down the window. She's on the passenger side now. And she's still walking. And uh, I said, hey, do you need some help? And she is like melting down, crying. Her face is a little bruised. Her clothes are a little torn. And I just had to stop and wait a minute and let her catch her breath. And it took 10 minutes. And I asked her again, I said, hey, is, is there some place I can take you? We finally, she started, we started talking a little bit. And she said, yeah, I, I have a friend in town. Would you mind taking me there? And so she jumped in the car, and we're driving off, and I'm, I'm kind of heading to downtown Willis or Conroe. And all I can sense in this whole moment is just to be present, to let her know that God loves her. Just to, That's it, and just Listen. There wasn't a big plan. There wasn't anything complex. It was just like, just be available. And halfway between where we were, where I picked her up in her friend's house, she had shared with me that she had just been in a massive fight with her boyfriend, that he actually beat her up pretty bad. Uh, What she didn't know, and I was able to share with her, that I grew up in that. That was the norm with my stepdad and my mom. I told her I, I was able to say, God loves you, and he wants a better life for you. Like, just just trust in Him. And I didn't know where she was, right? There's no way for me to know her whole story and where she was. But we got to a friend's house. I was able to encourage her a little more, and then she went off with her friend. And I don't know how the story ends. And it's not my job, right? It's just my job to be obedient when the Spirit prompts to say, Deo honuma, if God is wrapping us in his spirit and speaking to us, my job is really simple, right? Just be obedient. You know, pull over when he says to pull over. Like, take somebody, you know, a food if they're coming out of the hospital, When you, or give them a card. The spirit's prompting, compelled by the spirit. Paul was heading to Jerusalem because he was bound by the spirit. Do not ignore God's prompting in his spirit and sometimes it means stepping out of our comfort zone stepping out of our comfort zone we'll talk more about, about that in a mirror let's continue and now compelled by the spirit I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there there will always be the spirit's prompting for those of us who know Jesus and this next part there will always be certain uncertainty if you've been in this church in the last year, I think the number one thing I've heard is, well, we don't really know what's going to happen on Sunday morning, Larry. Like, there's certain uncertainty. Or we don't know maybe what you've changed this week. And I just laugh because I don't even know what I've changed either because it's all new to me anyway. Right? You guys know that. This is like my first year as a, as a lead pastor. Like, I'm learning to teach. I'm learning how this thing goes. Certain uncertainty. Certain uncertainty. What's cool is God's just saying, I want you to take a step with me, right? Spirit's prompting to be obedient just to take one more step in faith. That's it. Move forward in faith. Take one more step in faith. Paul was going to Jerusalem. He did not know what was going to happen to him there, but he knew that God was going to give him the next step, and he was going to give him the strength and the grace and peace for that next step. My favorite verse says it this way, Psalm 119, 105 says, The Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If you want to know what it is to follow God, to be a servant leader for God, just get in His Word, and He confirms those steps for you. Love me and love others. Go and share my Son. Forgive, forgive others. Seventy times seven, forgive one another. And something that I'm learning how to practice even this week, to have grace and peace and trusting His plan. We plan our course, but He intervenes, and He will ultimately direct those. Hebrews eleven six says it this way. It's my favorite, favorite one of my favorite ones. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So the reason why this is my favorite one is this. So who's, who's heard of the psychology of fight or flight, right? Who in here is the immediate fighter? Like, I'm going I'm to gonna fight. It's if, if, if somebody stresses you out or, like, a bear shows up, right? hopefully you have like a side arm on you or at least a, a horn or some spray or something. Right. But who, who's ready to fight when that happens? Like, I'm going to be honest. That's me. Apostle prophet. Like I'm, I'm ready. MMA, let's fight. Let's get this thing done. Truth and love. And sometimes the, the truth is not so loving. So who's on the other side of that? Who's on the flight? Like I'm going to go hide. I do not like conflict. That bear was like, I saw a bear like five miles away on top of that ridge. We're not going anywhere near there. Some of us were raised in that. It's not worth having the tough conversation, or it's not worth fighting about this. I'd rather just be peace. And that's okay, because that's your personality. You're, you're a harmonizer. The middle child's always trying to make peace in their family. So you're either fight or you're flight. Here's what the scripture is trying to tell us. It is impossible without this, without faith. Our gut instinct says fight or flight. And God's trying to say, no, 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 I will fight for you. You don't need to put the gloves on anymore. I will fight for you. You don't need to go run and hide. What is He saying? He said, I just want you to stand firm in the faith. No matter what's happening, no matter what's falling apart, no matter what's unraveling in your life, like one of my favorite pastors used to say, like a cheap sweater, Larry, it's all about to unravel. <laughs> and when that happens, our stress can go through the roof. I'm pointing at me right now. And when my stress goes through the roof, I tend to what? I tend to want to fight. Come like, am let's bring it. Let's like, and I'm not even that big of a dude, right? I don't even have MMA skills. So you could probably take me, you know, put me in a guillotine and like choke me out in 30 seconds. I would still be trying to fight, you know. God's trying to say, no, I, w- I want you to have faith. In this election process, as we're waiting for answers, have faith. In our marriages, when we're not there yet, like, have faith. When sickness hits our family, and people are in the hospital or friends, can I know that God's will is being done, that he's in control? and that ultimately his purpose is going to have precedence, have faith. So, first one is we're talking about today, don't ignore the Spirit's prompting. The second one is there's going to be certain uncertainty. You're not, we're not going to have all the answers. The third one is there will be predictable resistance. Like as we talked about this morning, when we take the step of faith and say, Christ, I'm following you. We are entering into a spiritual battle and there will be darts and arrows that come after our minds, that come after our hearts, that come after our families. There will be predictable resistance. Acts 20, 23 says this, and only I know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. So who, who's ready? Who's ready to take the gospel to Seward, Alaska? But, but when you get there, you're going to be put in jail and they are going to beat you the whole time you're in jail. Who's ready? Who's ready? I mean, that's what Paul's saying is that this is what was happening to the Christians that were saying, I accepted Christ. I was baptized. Now send me, send me. And a lot, a lot of talk that's going around today is is like, we feel like just what we've been seeing in our country here lately is a hint of Christian persecution. Just a hint. And I'm not even saying we're persecuted yet. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships await there facing me. When we step out in faith, we have a spiritual enemy against us. And when we face difficulty, it's not that God isn't in it. When life gets difficult, it's not that God isn't in it. As I'm watching my kids, they're taking a step out into the real world. And as life gets harder, just as you guys know, right? It doesn't mean that God isn't with you. It it doesn't even mean that God's against you. It just means that there will be resistance and opposition. So this last one, and I'm getting to the finish line. We need to have uncommon confidence. Like in Christ and Christ alone, He is our confidence. My favorite scripture is Isaiah 26.3. You will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because why? Because they trust in you. The only way that I have confidence to stand up here in front of you guys, the only way that I have confidence to, to often fighting the battles during the week that I think are worth fighting, and I fight a lot of battles, by the way, is to say, Christ, I am just trying to follow you. I'm just trying to do your will. I need to have confidence in him no matter what. And even for me, so this speaks to the fighters in the room, those of you who raised your hands, sometimes we need to have enough confidence to stop fighting and saying, God, I'm only making this worse, right? Like, I need to trust you. I'm Like, even with this, I need to trust you. So whether you're a fighter or whether you're a flight, I just want to say, guys, get back to the middle. Stand firm in the faith. Stand firm in Christ. So Acts 20, 24 again says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me and the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. What I want to say is, what's worth dying for? Right. Put yourself in Paul's shoes. He knew that he'd be going to prison. He knew that he'd be facing persecution. He knew, a lot lot like the other disciples, that he would have to face death. The gospel of morality, I say this all the time, is not worth dying for. The gospel of save yourself through good works isn't worth dying for. The gospel of social action and improvement, not worth dying for. The gospel of religious tradition, that, that even as good as it is, isn't worth dying for. The gospel of merely having spiritual conversations, seeking the church of true hipness, right? We're not trying to be hip here. The gospel of self-esteem, political correctness, or feel good or do good. Like, none of that is worth dying for, right? Like, that's not why we get baptized. That's not why we say, I, like, what, what is worth dying for is the truth that Jesus Christ died for me. And what's awesome is he says, God sent his son to this earth because he loved us, and he told us we were worth dying for. Each one of us in this room, Christ died for you and me. It says, however I consider my life worth nothing to me, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given to me and the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Father, we are so thankful for the good news of your grace. Father, I'm so thankful for the energy in this room this morning. Your spirit is here. I'm so thankful for the couples that, that proclaimed faith in you maybe many years ago, God, but confirmed it again today through baptism, reconfirmed. Father, I pray that that's real for all of us, that you, your grace, your love, your peace is so very real that we're not here to fight anymore, that we're not here to run from the fight, Father, that we're here to stand firm in you. We love you. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for your church. Thank you for how you're using us in this community. In Jesus' name, amen.